Hello, hello, and welcome to your. I, I see Eric giving me weird looks from backstage, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, have I done anything wrong? I haven't. He's just trying to put me off my game, as you'd expect. Welcome to the Jarek Show, featuring your hosts Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Welcome everybody to the show. Does it send chill, chills down your spine to be this close to greatness? You know, the, the show that you come to on a Friday night to, to find out which bad guys are out to cause you harm. Uh, we are here to inform you and educate you and prepare you uh, in that way. Uh, to <clears throat> And here's Eric, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> What was that, man? <laughs> I, I was trying out some new material. Grasping for straws there, but I, I, I kind of like where you're going with that, right? Because that is our role. We're here to educate timely topics, although they're rather poorly presented, as we've shown. It just keeps the bar low. <laughs> so low bars. Well, uh, this is a holiday weekend for both of us, right? Even over there in the UK, you get it to do your holiday thing or whatever yes, right yes it's a bank um, holiday which basically means according to the king i have to take a day off or i'll be locked up in the dungeon you know that's kind of odd you said king and i'm not used to hearing that because it's always been queen up until now but that's right I, you guys have a new monarch yes i know it, it it doesn't roll off the tongue as as easily i almost said queen yeah are they going to chuck him out of an airplane with a parachute uh, for some Sporting event coming up is that is that in the works? Do you think? Well, there uh, probably for the new Bond. Yeah, I, I assume. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's uh, you know it's nice and and it's funny because cerebrally, like in my head, logically, I knew that I had Monday off, but it wasn't until this morning when we were all kind of meeting on our on our daily morning meeting uh, that I it, it really sunk in emotionally that we actually have a three-day weekend. Mm. This, is a, this is a good time. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. So, you know, contrary to what people believe, you, you don't, you actually do work <laughs> during the week, a, a full week. You, you don't have times to just like on a, say, even though you work from home, I don't think you, you get time to say, oh, I'm going to lay down on the couch for a couple of hours midday and like, you know, just sleep it off. And put it down to research time on my calendar or something like that. You, you, you know, you're pretty like back-to-back -back meetings or webinars or research or writing, and um, you know, it's uh, th that's why it's aged you horribly. I mean, you joined <laughs> you joined like six years ago at the age of twenty-eight, and now look at you. I was seven years ago, actually. I've been doing this for seven years now. I still remember when I first took this role. I called you up, and I was like, I just accepted a role, and I have. No idea what the hell I'm doing because you were in a tech evangelist role at the time. And I was like, what, what does this mean, man? <laughs> and you know what? Seven years later, folks, nothing's changed. Every day he still calls me up and says, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I tell you what, though. Um, what I do know I'm doing this year is Black Hat. And for the first time ever, 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 the uh, B-Sides Las Vegas. Fantastic! That never been really, to that. I, you know, I, I used to, 
I haven't been to Vegas. Like COVID messed everything up. But before yeah. that, I used to go. Uh, I went for several years in a row. And if I had a choice when I went to Vegas, I would do B-sides and DEFCON. I would actually yeah. skip Black Hat altogether because it's, especially in the recent years, it's turned into a bit more of like um, RSA light or, or alcohol-free beer version of RSA. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I might actually be taking my daughter this year. She's, uh, this is her last day of public school. Wow. And she's graduating high school now. And you must really hate your daughter. Right. To take her to a conference <laughs> surrounded by 50,000 security people. No, she's been to a couple of the B-sides here in Tampa. She's actually interested in cyber. Um, she's done coding classes. I mean, she can outcode me, It's which isn't tough. But wow. yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but, you know, we thought this might be pretty cool to take her and, and let her see this. Because there's so much that you can actually see. I mean, there's so many niches, right? We, we know this. Um, but it's kind of cool because there's those capture the flags. There's like, I'm hoping this year WatchGuard does it again. They had the digital badges. Mm -hmm. And you have to solve problems and do like a CTF to unlock certain things. And like she did some CTFs uh, with some of the other B-sides here and absolutely loved them. So I'm hoping we're going to be back to good old black hat if you will as opposed to the last couple of years where they didn't even bother putting like carpet down between the booths yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's the period of time we won't talk about much but yeah <laughs> but, but i think like defcon definitely it, it, i don't know if you're planning on taking her to defcon but yeah. i've i've met several people who've taken their kids to defcon and they they said that they got the most value out of that because it's so much more hands-on in, yeah, and, and there's lots of little villages and 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 what have you. So, but it's uh, four hundred and sixty bucks now. Did you know that? I did not know that. Four hundred and sixty bucks for DefCon now. David says August yeah. in Vegas is horrible. <laughs> well, Vegas yeah. is a pretty horrible place any time of yeah. the year. But I, I I do agree. In August, it is it is terrible. It's so hot. I actually once went for to Vegas out of Black Hat season. It was like in february or something it was for another vendor comp and a it was so much quieter because you don't yeah. have like fifty thousand geeks with their blinky badges wandering around everywhere and the weather was actually a lot better and i i was like you know what this place ain't as bad as what it is in august yeah <laughs> so I, I think angry. i've been three times this year so far which is way too many i mean i don't love vegas i, I really don't but um you know the nice thing is, while Vegas itself is miserable out there during the day, if you're in the casinos and stuff, at least those stay pretty cool and reasonable. And, you know, at least we have that going for us. You have aircon. Yeah. You know, it, there was one year I was really moaning about, oh, I have to go to Vegas. It's like an 11, 11 and a half hour flight and what have you. And then I go there. Yeah, I'm blabbering. And, th <laughs> and, th and then a friend brought me back, back down to reality. And he goes, you know, for most people, they save up for like years. Yeah. So they can afford to go there with their friends and spend some money on gambling. I don't gamble or drink or what have you. But, you know, they go, it's such a big deal. And you're just like moaning about it. And I was like, okay, I'll, st I'll stop moaning. I know. I know. You know what? We do become a little bit of, a, a, of I don't know. We're, we're, we're a little stuffy about that kind of stuff a little bit. We're, we're spoiled. Right. 
in all of the conferences we get to go to. What's this we business? Says the man who was last week proclaiming how he's a travel snob and how he hates people that you know don't. Well, that's what I'm saying is we, luggage. Yes, we are a bit snobbish about no, it. Not we, not we, you. Uh-huh. Because you never travel anywhere. You're like, hey, where are you? This oh, I'm going to like Berlin or something. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The most all exotic the of all places, Berlin. Traveling Europe. Yes. I know. I, I love how I love how, how all you Americans talk about Europe as if it's one town. I'm in Europe. It's one town. It's one place. It's not, if not... you consider miles between places, it's that's pretty close. Yeah, but also like the culture changes just as much as yeah. it changes there. Like Florida is very different from New York. I was <laughs> like, in DC one time and I talked to a gal. She was uh from from your neck of the woods from the UK. And she was like, Yeah, I was I was over in Arizona, like I forget where she was, like Tucson or Phoenix. And she's like, Yeah, I, I looked at the map and I figured I'd just pop on over to the uh the Grand Canyon for a little bit. And uh, she's like I got going and realized it was like a four hour drive. She's like four hours. We're through our entire country and onto new ones. <laughs> she was like, the scale just blew my mind. And I, I always thought that was kind of funny. It is. It is. Okay. So meta, the, the uh, company formerly known as Facebook hit with a 1.3 billion record breaking fine for drum roll GDP. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking yeah. as it might be. This reminds me of a of a guy I, I heard of, and like there's been many variations of this, so I don't know, whatever. But he he had his own business, and he was really rich at a young age, and um, he used to just park his car wherever, and he forever be getting parking tickets, and he was like, yeah, you can park wherever you want for thirty pounds. It's it's just like you know, it's just you know, it is like you can speed if you're willing to pay like you know the penalty yeah. so so you know so so people with money they they view penalties not as a penalty but as that's the cost of doing whatever i want to do yeah and uh, this is how i feel that companies like meta google uh, you know twitter they all treat things like gdpr it's it's just another tax they have to pay uh, and that's more convenient than actually changing the way they do business yeah, I mean, this is like Zuck has to skip lunch or something, right? Or or order off the lower menu mm. for for a morning or something. I mean, you know, and, and in all fairness, they're they're trying to blame this kind of on some of the rule changes and some gray area in that, you know, like uh, trying to to fall under the privacy shield thing, which isn't isn't legit anymore i mean this is this is all whatever but you're right it's the cost of doing business i mean yeah yeah it's 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 one of those things that you know and if you speak to anyone that's been involved in uh, dealing with the the european regulators for gdpr nearly all the time they've said that the regulators are actually very reasonable and as long as you can demonstrate to them that you've taken some steps or you've made effort or you've had best intentions, they don't actively go out trying to penalize you with huge fines. So I think this, again, just showcases their attitude. Anyway, yeah. Google, they oh. they launched a whole bunch of new top-level domains, and two of them are .zip and .mov. What? could possibly go wrong Eric. you did a video on this right i did i did yes yeah yeah and, and you know i i actually may be quoted in this article 
Hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, go figure. No, um, but no, ultimately, I mean, this is just so dumb. I I really don't get it. Um, you know, and and I think where where was my quote in here? I, I this is kind of what I said to the to the reporter here. I'm like, what is this solving? What what are we doing this for? Yeah, the the it's the why are we doing this that kind of gets me. And frankly, just a bad idea. I mean, that's that's how I feel about this. I don't understand the problem we're solving with this, other than once again. One of these major companies that can throw around all this kind of stuff like doing their own TLDs um, saying, okay, if we fire these up and we put them out there, then all of these major companies are going to have to buy one to protect their IP. So we've already got a bunch of these things sold. There's nothing they can do about it because nobody's going to leave like Facebook.zip from not being purchased, right? I mean, those are guaranteed sales. Exactly. It exactly. feels like a money grab and one that's potentially actually very ugly for Definitely. people. Yes. And this is a link to the, the post by Bobby on there. And, yeah. and I love it. It's like, can you tell which of the URLs blows legitimate and which one is a malicious fish which drops evil.exe? Yeah. And, you know, to the casual viewer and even like... Thing is, like when both of them are together, it's very easy to do a quick comparison, and it's easier to see which one's which. But it's still really difficult, you know. Yeah. If, if if this was just sent as something, you would not know whether this was a file or or a link to uh, a, a website. So yeah. I think for our for our awful. viewers, um, you can see what's on the screen for our listeners. The main difference here is there's an at symbol or Unicode, what is it, 25517 or something like that uh, symbol there. And, and 2215, sorry. Yeah. Um, essentially, what it does is the way that URLs are, anything before the at sign is basically just noise. It's actually designed in a lot of ways to be able to send a like a username and password, like credentials. So this is going to a domain called v1271.zip, but yeah. it looks it looks different, you know. Uh, and yeah, who's gonna who's gonna know to look at this, right? It's hard yeah. enough to teach people to hover links, but then when they do, how do they know this? Hold on, I'm just removing that just so that if I hover my oh, it's not showing up on the. Is it showing up? Oh no, it's not showing up on the um, on the box. But yeah, if you hover the link, then this one show the top one shows v one two seven one dot zip, and the bottom one goes to a GitHub 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 uh, <laughs> yeah uh, site, and um, it's that's where the the, the challenges are. It's yeah. uh, as as I said in my video, um, it's like Jeff Goldblum's character said in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. You were so obsessed with working out whether you could do something, you didn't stop to think whether you should do that thing. I'm paraphrasing yeah. there. Yeah, you gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. An 18-year-old charged with ah. hacking 60,000 DraftKings betting accounts. Dude, this uh, guy was a total elite hacksaw. You know what? I, I, I'm just thinking, like, if if I was in like the FBI tracking these people down, I would be petty enough. To say, oh, this person's 17. Let's just build the case and hold it until they turn 18 so we can try him as an adult. 
you know, they still try people under 18 as adults here. So adults at now I'm speaking British, damn it. Um, no, they, they still do that. Actually, though, you can still be charged as an adult in serious crimes. And I don't know if this crosses that boundary or not, but that, that was actually something I was thinking about when I was looking at this. Now, this, like I said, this guy is clearly an elite hacker or what he did is he bought a bunch of credentials from other breaches and threw it in a free tool and <laughs> did credential stuffing and, and you know what I'm saying? Like he took over 1600 accounts. Um, yeah, it's wow. It's yeah. When, when you break it down like that, you, you it doesn't sound as interesting, does it? <laughs> right. It's like, I can't remember who I saw someone post on, on LinkedIn and I was going to make a note of it, but then I lost the link, but they, they said something about how their job involves them taking, uh, taking complex subjects and making uh, visualizations on it and presenting the graphics in a way that, and basically what they're explaining is they make memes. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, yeah. and that's how this sounds. It's like, like you said, it sounds like Leet Haxer, but then you go through and it's like, yeah, I just got some stolen accounts and I, I, I ran them through a stuffing engine and boom. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, we've seen this a couple times uh, in the last, you know, six, eight months, something like that. Uh, we saw, what was it, North Face, 194,000 something yep. accounts taken over through credential stuffing. Facebook had 35,000 accounts taken over through face through credential stuffing. And this is all coming down to password reuse, folks. Mm -hmm. Password reuse, again, still. Stop reusing it, man, honestly. Right. It's like... At least MFA the buggers. This I thought was a yeah. It's quite quite a ballsy move on behalf of an IT admin. So this company got um, got got hit by um, ransomware, mm. and so the ransom demand came in and say, "Here's our Bitcoin wallet. Pay us." however many cryptocurrencies and we will recover your data and uh, this this individual uh the, the company that was attacked uh, attack was oxford biomedica a gene and cell therapy company so Ooh. no biggie there right 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 uh, little intellectual did, property i mean whatever yeah what what they did is they changed the ransom note to substitute the cryptocurrency wallet for one of their own and they're part of the incident response team here so wow. you know he 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 accessed board members private emails over 300 times was altering the original blackmail and changing the payments address provided by the original attacker oh this wasn't just him taking like a screenshot and going, this is no, where we need no, to send no, the no, money, no. man. He's digging into people's board members' email accounts. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, that's right, Sean. Password managers. Man, that I love password. Ma well, maybe not LastPass anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We've discussed that, right? Yes. Um, but password managers, unique passwords, stuff you do not have to come up with these crazy passwords. We're talking about that credential stuffing again here. Yeah. So a little yeah. step back. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Password managers. Cool. So back to back to Ashley Lilly's 
Yeah. Lyles. Lyles? Lilies? Um, I don't know. So, so police... So, oh, anyway, they found uh, the unauthorized activity to the board member's email, and they tracked the IP address to where they lived. They raided his house and seized multiple digital devices, uh, and they uh, found evidence of their crimes. So not wow. the most smart of criminal masterminds, but ballsy, I must say. And, you know, I don't, I remember because, like, obviously you have to remember when you're correct and you have to remind people about when you're correct. But I remember, like, a couple of years ago or when ransomware was beginning to kick off and I said, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if we see ransomware being used by failing companies, even execs, as a way to launder money out of the company and or, or, or extract it, pay no taxes, fold the company, you know, all this yeah. kind of thing. And while this isn't quite there yet, it's sort of like a step in that direction where someone else is like, oh, some other criminals done all the hard work. Let me now reap the reward. And then they'll just assume, oh, those criminals were untrustworthy. They we, we paid them and they didn't even send us a decrypt key. Yeah, I mean, who's going to argue that, honestly, uh, you know, and, and who really thinks about that? Now, the one thing about ransomware is, though, Generally speaking, you're going to end up having an incident response team looking at stuff, especially if you're claiming insurance. So if you're doing funky stuff, then, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's likely to be picked up just like it was here. I find it, I found it interesting. If you scroll up a little bit, it was talking about the organized crime team um, there in, in the UK. Uh, there, stop. Um uh, attack against company said England's Southeast Regional Organized Crime Unit. That sounds yeah. pretty big deal, man. Is that yeah. is that who investigates ransomware over there? In the southeast of England, yes. It's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's 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 the first time I've heard from to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know, it just it sounded Sir, like a big deal. Siroku just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, pretty interesting, though. Pretty interesting. Gotta love it. Yeah. Okay, final story of the day before we let everyone go into the uh, long weekend, if they yeah. live in a country that offers them a long weekend. So Dish, um, they have, oh, my gosh, we, we can't go without James McQuiggan. Coming yeah, we're in both with clicking that at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why, James? Why must you do this to us? How do you block someone? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we, we could just not put him up there. And uh, ah, goodness, goodness. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough of that. So Dish was attacked. And this story, I thought, because we love talking about great incident response. Yes, yes, we right. do. But we also kind of like go, mm, when the response isn't so great. And this feels like a mm, not so great. Uh, they said that they were breached. The customer databases weren't accessed. And the stolen data belonged to employees, both past and present, and their family members, and a limited number of individuals that Dish didn't specify. All in all, it was about 300,000 individuals <laughs> that were impacted. 
Dude, the sound, I mean, the way they started, the way the lawyers and marketers yeah. started putting that together, yeah. um, it sounded very much like just a minor, like couple of people and, you know, some sort of like sale database or something yes. silly like yes. that. Right. But no, no, almost about 300,000 people. Yeah. And, you know, it took driver license and non-driver ID card numbers. Uh, they were quiet, but they reported it. They never went public. So they made mention of ransomware in its SEC filing. And then there was, hold on. So we've received confirmation that the extracted data has been deleted. <laughs> so, okay. Did you delete it? Yeah. Pinky swear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a yeah. confirmation. So who confirmed it? The bad guys who stole our data. They confirmed that they did. So this also implies that they probably paid them in order to. I mean, they weren't oh, going to say, oh, can yeah. you delete it? Say, so, yeah, you're right. We should delete it. And they deleted yeah. it. No, so, so they probably paid it. And then they added that it had been monitoring the dark web and criminal forums for signs that data is available online. The results of the monitoring are consistent with the confirmation that the extracted data has been deleted. And this is such a well legally worded thing. And they said, get your most junior analyst to look at one forum or two forums, whatever we need to do to legally be able to say, we've been monitoring the dark web and we haven't found anything. Therefore, legally, you know, we, we, we are telling the truth. Yeah. And make sure the username is dark web monitoring cop on all of the forums. Yeah. He lines, yeah. <laughs> signs up on. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, look, we don't see anything. No, nobody's nobody's doing anything. As a matter of fact, the dark web's hardly doing anything these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> oh, this uh, an analyst said, like, it could be interpreted as an admission that Dish paid whatever ransom was demanded because totally untrustworthy cyber criminals assured us the data would be deleted if we paid the ransom <laughs> bingo bingo yes. i love that brett callow i love that sense of humor and sarcasm there because that's exactly what we're feeling right yes yes i i love that that you had that queued up you're actually feeling kind of professional these days but that's brilliant thank you with the jim halpert there yes no and that's always the argument like Who's going to believe that? These are people that got into your stuff. And, uh, oh, God. Oh, you're putting them up there again. Yeah, these are people that were okay with. Uh, oh, dear. Dude. Shall we not read out what? what it takes the joy out of my upcoming weekend, man. That just <laughs> kills me. Um. Anyways. <clears throat> anyways. Yeah, that's. I. 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 I just, that response, the whole response thing, you know, oh, it's some, you know, non-sensitive data, <laughs> like driver's licenses and stuff, you know, and I'm, I'm picturing the SEC report is like, and that thing happened that cost us $500,000, you yeah. know, it's probably yeah. like a sub note with an asterisk that's like, oh, and that thing was ransomware, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of gives you an idea of the practices there i suppose everyone knows that satellite providers like cable tv are uh wonderful forthcoming easy to work with folks yeah but they're, they're kind of like dinosaurs they're brass on the titanic 
they're just all going down <laughs> brass on the titanic i hadn't heard that one before that's brilliant yeah speaking of brass on the titanic that's kind of like you what what do you oh come on man oh come on man <laughs> why do i have to listen to him defend himself um so no that that was a bit of a clunky ending just as clunky as my opening today so hopefully next week after the long weekend we will both be refreshed and back to give you your weekly dose of cybersecurity goodness. Until then, have fun. Stay secure, my friends.